What's up and thank you for tuning in to the Lipstick Diaries podcast where we discuss everyday and real life issues from the women's perspective and point of view. My name is Tisha. I'm your host for this podcast and this is our very first episode of Lipstick Diaries. To say that I'm excited is an understatement. I'm excited to see who's rocking with me, you know, how many views we can get, if you know, to, to spark some conversation. Um... I'm all about positive dialogue and I'm all about women empowerment and I'm all about women's voices being heard and women's per- women's perspective and point of view being understood and, and at least acknowledged. Um, in this podcast, everything discussed here is raw, unfiltered, and non-sugar-coated. That's how we rock. That's how we roll. Um, I'm hoping that you guys can take away some gems from this podcast and you can create your own conversation pieces amongst your friends and coworkers, whoever else. Um, just do me a favor. Please share this podcast on every social media platform. Uh, we want to get the word out that we do have the Lipsticks Diaries podcast. And we are talking about some real life stuff with some real life point of views. Okay. Today's episode is entitled Vision Writers and Vision Thieves. And I'm going to get into where I got the inspiration for that topic. But before we jump into our topic, I want to start off with some positive energy. Always, each episode, we're going to always start off with positive words um, and just pushing positive energy. Um, I just want to say, make sure every day you're spreading love, positivity, joy, and motivation. The world has enough despair, has enough hate, and we don't need your contribution or negativity to it. <laughs> so be sure you are all, always a walking reflection of, of a positive being, always. Um, you never want to be anything less than always be positive, always be loving, always be filled with joy and have so much joy that you can share with others. Okay. Now let's smear this lipstick. <laughs> so like I said, the name of this um, episode is vision writers and vision thieves. Tisha, what is a vision writer and what is a vision thief? Okay. Um, there are, there are two different concepts that we're talking about here. Um, first of all, we got to start with visions. Visions are, um, dreams that are you know a little bit more in depth um vision visionary people that are deemed as visionaries tend to see way past right now they tend to see the future of their idea they tend to see what can come of it 10 years from now 20 years from now 30 years from now that's a vision um so what i mean by vision writers and vision thieves um like i said there are two different concepts we're going to break them down you know individually so that if you may have come across one of these, then at least you'll know how to deal with that. Um, you'll kind of be able to say, oh, yeah, you know, that's what she talked about in that podcast, exactly what this person is. Let's start with vision writers. Um, the inspiration came for this topic because I see a lot of people that tend to want to ride a wave that's already been created. Um, so that's a vision writer. A vision writer is someone who, you know, they weren't there for the legwork. They weren't there for the struggle. They weren't there for, you know, the hits and the, the L's and the, the this this didn't work or, you know, or the the process that it took to create the vision. They weren't there for all of that. But as soon as that vision takes off and as soon as it sees, it sees success and it's flourishing, now they come around and they disguise themselves by saying things like, we should collaborate. You know, if, if that person doesn't add any value to the vision... And they're not going to take your vision even higher than where it is. Ain't no need to collaborate. And there's no need to even talk. You know, there's no need to even be in conversation with that person because 
sometimes you got to be careful when you have a vision and you have a, an idea that's really riding, is really making making noise, making moves. People only want to go along for the ride. They don't want to be there for when, you know, things is going rough. They get ghosts when things are going rough. We don't want them kind of people around. That's a vision rider. A vision rider literally rides passenger or backseat while you do all the driving, you know? Um, and there's a lot of people out there like that. I guarantee you, if you are uh, a party promoter, um, if you are a cre- creative, uh, you know, some type of creative person, uh, you any t- any any lane where you're, you know, the the brains behind a creative piece, I guarantee you there's someone lurking in the shadows waiting for it to pop off so they can come to you and say, yeah, we should link up. We should collaborate. Why? When that happens, let me tell you what you do. When that happens, ask them what can you contribute to this to this vision. What what can you bring to this vision that's gonna make it bigger than what it is? And if, if I guarantee, if they can't answer you, if they don't have no ideas that's worth you know implementing, you already know what you need to be doing. Walk right on past, and you ain't gotta say we'll give with each other. You ain't gotta say nothing. Just walk right on past because there is nothing worse to me than a vision writer. I I, I feel like as far as I go. I put way too much time, way too much effort, and sometimes way too much money into my visions for me to do all the work, take all the risks, take all the ill at times uh, for somebody to only want to be around for the wins. Um, No, because I feel like as far as a team goes, a solid team is established in the beginning, okay? We don't need all these new people once we winning. That's just more people we got to pay out to. And that's what it normally it normally boils down to. When they see something successful, they see dollar signs. So now they want to jump on it, you know. And to me, I don't rock with people like that. I don't, I'm not going to do that because I feel like I only want people reaping the benefit that actually sat, sat at the table with me and had to help me come up with ideas, had to help me, you know, mold this idea and had to help it come to fruition. I don't want nobody who was nowhere to be found, but then all of a sudden, it's taking off, and here you come. You got to really, really, really be careful about vision riders because they are out here. They ride waves. They only want to be around when you winning. They only want to be around when you're making money. They only want to be around when you're seen with the celebrities and you're seen with the high-profile high people and you go going to the high-profile pro, events because of your vision. That's when they want to be around. Let it, let it fall or start feeling. I bet you they fall off. You know, we don't need vision riders. You know, it's too many visionary people out there, you know, to to have that kind of problem. Because the thing, the, what, what it is, is everyone's not a visionary. Or, nope, I shouldn't say that. Everyone is not an active visionary. Everyone has a sense of vision, but they, it doesn't mean it's activated. Um, so, a visionary tends to be way more creative than the average person. So, they tend to think of things that most people really kind of wouldn't think about or too scared to do. So, it's never really a thought. So visionaries kind of take all the risk because, you know, they're willing to put, put everything they own on the line to make sure this vision comes, comes to, you know, to light. And for somebody who probably wouldn't even think to do it themselves to come around and want to ride the wave now, that's a problem. And it's downright kind of disrespectful and an insult. So to me, I'm steering clear all vision writers. And I know them when I see them because I done been in the entertainment industry for going on 10 years now and I, I've seen them I've come across them I've messed messed around and got into cahoots with them and it was too late you know but 
you live and you learn, but I'm, I'm telling you, this is coming from my personal experience. Be very, very cautious of a vision rider. Only, only riding a vision when it's working, you know. It's kind of like surfers. Do you ever see a surfer riding a low wave? <laughs> You're never going to see a surfer riding a low wave. It's always going to be the biggest, baddest, strongest wave. That Consider your, the wave, the vision, and those surfers, the vision riders. You know, they only want to ride when it's hot. When it's high. They're not going to be around when it's low. So um, keep that in consideration when, you, when you're working on your own dreams and your goals and, you know, you want to execute new ideas. For those of you who want to open businesses or those of you who want to start new lines, new product lines, new music, whatever it may be that requires your creative peace, be careful of vision writers because in the beginning you're going to sound stupid to them. You're going to sound like you're crazy. Um, that's never going to work, you know. That's way too big. As soon as you pull it off and it's going crazy, them same people going to come back around like, come on, bro, we need to collaborate. We need to link up. No, we don't. We should have linked up when the vision was new. That would have made me, I would have knew then that you were serious. If you would have linked up with me on the ground floor and we would have together made this become something, then I would have took you a lot more serious. But you think I'm taking somebody serious now that want to come around and want to work, quote, unquote, together? After I done did all the work, what work is there to do besides get paid? <laughs> There's nothing to do. Nothing that I need you to do, you know? So keep that in mind for all my visionary people out there. Um, they out here and they're active. And they come in all shapes, sizes, and genders, okay? And they pose as people that's business-minded. And they pose as people that support you, but that's not necessarily the case. Um, so... You just want to be mindful of those kind of people. Now, a vision thief is exactly what it is. A person that steals visions. Now, there's two ways this happens. Um, one way could be your fault. One thing I've learned is you do not share your vision with everybody. Um, some ideas got to stay private. Some visions got to stay to yourself. Some stuff got to stay in the notebook. You cannot be so gracious and share your visions and ideas with everybody because everybody just don't are everybody not real we got a lot of snakes out here we got a lot of people that's waiting to like on a come up and all it takes is for you to get to sharing the idea don't have the resources don't have the money don't have the plugs to make it happen they do they get take that same vision you talk to them about bam now it's theirs and not only do you got to watch somebody um pretty much act out your vision you got to watch a watered down version of your vision that's even worse you know when you come up with an idea you already know in your head how you want it to rock you already know how you want it to fall you know who you want involved you know where you want it to happen you know when you want it to happen you know how you want it to happen so when somebody takes your vision or your idea and they run with it and they do their own thing do you know how hurtful it is to see somebody you know, make a move on your idea, your vision, and you're not a part of it. I've been a victim of that a lot of times, a lot of times where, you know, I've had ideas and visions taken right up under me, but I can't blame nobody because it's my fault. Too too open with people, too trusting of people. Um, you got to treat your visions like your kids. Like, <laughs> you got to protect them at all costs. They're valuable. Some of us are sitting on gold mine of ideas, and if those ideas get into the wrong hands, that's a great idea that was executed very poorly because it wasn't originally their vision in the first place. 
But this is what happens when people are not as creative as you are. That's the second point. There are people who are going to have the resources or they're going to have the, for lack of words, the networks and connections to make things happen, but they don't have the creative ability. That's where you come in at. So they on the lurk. They on the prowl. You know, they'll take somebody else's idea that somebody already did and just completely jack it and try to redo it over. Monkey see, monkey do type stuff. But all it takes is for you to be sitting at the bar or, you know, sitting around a round table with various people, giving up your ideas, talking about what you're planning to do, and you thinking they listen and saying, yeah, that's dope. Next thing you know, they didn't activate that idea. Well, wow. You didn't even get... You didn't even give me a chance to even do it myself. No, I ain't going to give you a chance to do it yourself because <laughs> they're thieves, you know? Um, that's part of the game, though. You know, that's something I have to learn the hard way. And I'm telling I'm telling you in this, in this podcast because if you're listening, the majority of you are probably going to be, you know, business um, owners, entrepreneurs, running your own businesses, on your own product lines. I'm telling you now. There are people who prey on you. When you don't think you have haters, you have haters. When you don't think you have snakes, you have snakes. And they be right on your back. You cannot be so trusting of people. Everybody does not have your best interest at heart. Everybody does not care about you as a person. Especially care enough about you to not take something that doesn't belong to them. We all know that from experience. We've all had something stolen from us. Whether it be something a physical object or an idea or a person we've all had that stolen from us and we've questioned that person after our possession had, was was taken away from us it's the same thing with your vision idea you have to be very protective of it because there are people out here who will take your idea or your vision and run away with it like it's theirs and and execute it as if they did come up with it and take the credit for it as if they did come up with it it has happened it is happening so I'm telling you, you know, you want to be careful. You want to just not be so loose at the lips with everybody. Everybody just not as real as they say they are. They're not as genuine as they, as they come off the be. I'm telling you, please be very mindful. Be very protective. Sometimes you got to be selfish with your ideas and your visions because they're yours. They belong to you. They came from the mastermind of you. So until you pop them off, they, they are, they're yours, you know. They belong to you. I learned that the hard way, but I know now whatever I don't mind being talked about, you know about <laughs> whatever I'm keeping to myself. You won't know about till I execute it because that's just how it has to be. Now, um, another thing that I did learn about that it, it goes hand in hand with vision writers and vision thieves is that uh, be very cautious of collaborations. All collaborations do not need to happen. They're not all genuine. They're not all true. And they're not all necessary. You have to be very cautious, for lack of words. You have to think these things through. Don't just let nobody come to you and say, let's collaborate, let's link. For what? You know, what's what's the goal here? What's the vision? You have to ask people these questions because a lot of times, if you as a person seem to be like a everything you touch turns to gold type of thing, People tend to leech onto you for that. If you're the type of person that, you know, people always want you on a party because you bring out the crowd, you're going to always want people to collaborate with you, but they're not going to always have their details in order because they don't know. All they all they looking at is what they can get from you, you know? 
if you're the type of person that know how to conduct the business, you know how to, you know, book the venues, book the DJs, you know, security contracts, people are going to want to quote unquote collaborate because they ain't got to do the work. You doing all that? All they got to do is sit back. Mm -mm. You have to ask people. When people come to me personally and say, hey, you know, I think we should link up, want to collaborate. I got a laundry list of questions like, what's the, what's the project? When are you trying to do it? What's the budget? Who's all involved? What's the target audience? Have we looked at a venue? Is this continuous? Is this a one-time thing? Who else are you collaborating with? I run down a laundry list of questions. And nine times out of ten, if no one can answer those questions, I know they're not serious. You have to start taking your time. Not only yeah, not only your vision, but even yourself. Your take your time more serious and make and understand your time is valuable. Anytime, just because somebody come in and say they want to collaborate with you, don't mean you got to take it. You know, don't be afraid to to tell people, no, I don't think this is a good time for that right now. You know, or I have to probably get back with you at a different time. I'm really focused on A, B, C, or D right now, or you know, that doesn't really fit what I'm doing. But I can link you with so and so. You know, sometimes that is perfectly fine to tell people these things because sometimes people be thinking just because they ask, you should say yeah, and that's not the case. You know, you got the option to say no. To anybody and anything, if it don't match what you're doing and it's not, you know, in conjunction with your vision and what you do, you know, as a trade or a skill, you have the right to say, no, I'm good. You know, that ain't really for me, you know, but I can get you in touch with so-and-so. I know so-and-so does that type of thing. You know, maybe you can link with them. And if they don't take that, you know, bit of advice or they don't want to really see what you got for them other than other themselves, I'm telling you, it's a vision writer. A vision thief, you know, just want to collaborate because it's going to benefit them more than likely monetarily. Um, that's just how it go. I mean, it's very common. It's not anything you really can avoid. Um, the only way you really can avoid it is if you keep your eyes open. Because one thing I learned about being in business um, is that you can walk around sleep if you want to. <laughs> you can walk around with your eyes closed and naive to the fact if you want to, you're going to get your feelings hurt. And you're going to get your business hurt too because you're way too trusting of people. You're way too green. Um, you're not thinking of each, you're not thinking of the consequence of each action you're making. So like for me, I'm already at risk because not only am I a, you know, event planner or, a whole, you know, event planner, party promoter or host or whatever you want to call it. I'm a female in a male dominated industry. I'm already a target. They already look at me like, Oh, she going to be the easy one to get over on. You better, you better know what you're getting yourself into. And you better know when somebody pretty much talking some, some stupid stuff because you, sometimes you are a target and it's not even about being a female or a male. Sometimes when people know that they can get over on you, or you a yes man, or you really can't tell people no, you are the target. That's the You're the first person they're going to go to because the word on the street is you don't know how to tell nobody no. Word on the street is if I just ask, she'll he or she'll do it, you know? You don't want to be that person. You have to be very steadfast in your vision. You have to be very protective of it. You have to be very serious about it. And it's not always going to be easy to do that, but because you're going to, you know, probably step on some toes, probably hurt a few feelings, but they'll be all right. <laughs> um, what can I say? I mean, all, all I can tell you is what I know and what, how, I, how I operate. I just take, I don't take people for face value. 
I call a spade a spade. Um, if you show me anything less than what you're saying you are, I'm not working with you. If you can't prove that you can add value to my vision or my project, I'm not working with you. Um, <laughs> you got something bad or negative to say about the people that's on my team. You can't work with them. I'm not working with you. Okay. Cause you're not gonna come in here and get the call to no shots. Uh, <laughs> if you can't bring new ideas and you can't bring a new flip or a new, you know, angle to my, my vision or my idea or my project, I don't see what we working together for. You know, you have to ask people, you have to sit down and have them conversations with people. Cause I guarantee it's going it's to scare them away when they realize that if they have to implement something new in order to be a part of the vision, that's going to take some work. Most people are not trying to do no work. They just trying to win. They, they, they feel like you already did all that. I'm just trying to get, get on the cash. Like, how can I make some money? By getting your own vision. That's how you can get you some money. Getting your own vision, your own idea, executing it on your own. Like we all did. I got to get it out the mud. You got to get it out the mud too. I have to stay up all night. Sometimes days, miss parties, missing sleep to, to correct my vision and complete my vision. Then you got to do the same thing too. How dare you come to me and expect to ride my wave that you didn't create? Not only did you not create it, you didn't have any. You didn't have any say so in it. You didn't have any input in it. You didn't. You didn't. Not that it really matters, but you ain't put no money into it. You didn't put the time into it. You didn't get your, the door shut in your face left and right. You didn't get the rejections. You didn't take the L's. You didn't do none of that. But I did that for probably for years on end. And then you come and say, "Hey, let's collaborate." No. Mm mm. No, you got to look at it like that sometimes. Sometimes you got to look at it and say, no, nah, maybe we can collaborate on a future project. You know, that's still in the idea stage. And maybe we can see what we can come up together. But with this, it's already, you know, put together. We are already good. We don't, we're not really looking for no collaborations. It's all you got to tell people, you know, you ain't got to go into the whole spill like I just did <laughs> and get to running it down like that. That's just what I'm thinking when people come to me and, you know, say, Let's do this. Let's do that. It's like, no, because I already, I already did the work for it. I don't need you. To, we don't need help with that. You know, if anything, let's, let's start our own thing. That's fine. But nobody wants to do that. They want to ride your way. They want to make, get on what you got, what you already done. Nah, to me, that's not cool. It's not, it's really kind of not even cool to even ask people to do it, you know, but that's a whole nother monkey to attack. You know, we had to do that in a whole nother episode, but like I'm saying to wrap this up, I'm just telling you. A, be careful of the vision writers. We're going to lead this podcast, and that's going to be a whole nother term in itself, a vision writer. A vision writer is somebody want to ride a wave that they didn't create, a.k.a. yours. They don't want to be there for the legwork. They don't want to be there for the hard work. They want to be there for the pay, the benefits, you know? <laughs> they want to be there for the perks. That's a vision writer, a vision thief. Take your idea right up under you. Just like somebody will snatch a cover from under you, that's exactly how they'll take your idea and your vision from you. If you don't learn to keep your mouth shut, keep your ideas to yourself, stop being so loose-lipped, stop being so careless with your notes and your notebooks and your, you know, wherever you keep your ideas. Stop trusting people so much. Stop thinking that people won't do you wrong or that people won't never do that to you. Yes, they will. And sometimes it's the people that you at least expect it from. I've learned that as well, but it is what it is. You know, we got to keep rocking and we got to keep rolling. We can't dwell on 
who's real and who's not. We just got to start moving different. So if you take your, your visions and your ideas as seriously as I do, then you will learn you can't do a whole lot of talking. There are, there are designated people that I speak about my visions and my ideas. And that's because they've proved to me that they would never take it. You know, sometimes they've even, they've even given me feedback like, uh, that could work, but you know, maybe you should think about this, think about that, you know, and they'll tell me on the front end, like, I want to be involved in that. And that makes perfect sense to me because it's on the ground floor, but never have I had the people that I've, that I will, you know, and it's only like two or three of them that I will, you know, express my ideas to, um, never will have they ran off with, on the plug twice with my idea. Like, you know, they've always, you know, left that up to me and been genuinely happy and proud of me when I executed it. You know, um, you just have to be very careful, just like you would be careful with your kids or careful with your possessions, treat your visions and your ideas the same because, once they gone, they gone, y'all. I mean, <laughs> I know it sounds bad. It's kind of like when you lose money, the chance of you finding that money or getting it back is very slim. So once somebody take that vision or idea from you and they execute it, and it's not even if it's not done right, it's not going to be anything you can really do about that. You just got to kind of take that L. And sometimes, yeah, they wrong for taking it because, you know, they made it their own. You told them about it. They cut you out. Yeah, they wrong, but at the same time, the only thing you can really do from it is learn from it. Stop telling people your ideas on the beginning stages. At this point, I wouldn't. Even, you probably won't know nothing I'm doing it until it's already executed. You know, you have to just learn the hard way. And also, like I said, sharing ideas. Um, like I told you before, with me, it's best to have a couple designated people you don't mind you know, bouncing ideas off of and bounce and, and, and uh, getting feedback off of. But it really can't be just at, at you at the barbershop or you at the beauty salon or, you know, you at the bar and you just, oh, so I got this idea and I want to do this and do that. That's just not smart, you know. At some point, you got to know when to say, look, I need to shut up. <laughs> I need to probably pull back a little bit. I'm getting, I'm just talking a little bit too much. Somebody going to run off with this idea and I'm going to be pissed. So keep that in mind. Because a lot of us, you know, we have ideas that we really think highly of. And we would be really sick if somebody ran off on them and, you know, made them their own. And, but it happens, though. It happens. We've all seen the social network come to find out Facebook wasn't even Mark Zuckerberg's idea. But he took it because they didn't have anything. He didn't, they didn't have anything in writing. You know, they trusted him like they knew who he was and he ran off. <laughs> now he's a billionaire. And they probably sitting back like, dang. You know, so just keep that in mind. You know, you really got to be cautious and very mindful about things like that um, because they're out here and, and you you really don't want to get caught up the hard way. And then you find yourself ready to fight and ready to turn up on somebody. And that ain't going to do no good, you know. So I hope that that helps someone that may be possibly going through that right now or maybe have went through it, don't really know how to express it. Hey, sis, bro, it didn't happen to me too. You know, <laughs> I done got some ideas taken right from under me by people that I thought was, you know, 100 with me. And they turned around and made them their own and executed a lot less, you know, a lot less than how I would have did it, you know. But it is what it is. All we can do is grow, learn from it, help each other grow. This is what this podcast is for. And I wanted to pick a topic for the first episode that was gender neutral, even though I'm coming from a woman's perspective 
this is just coming from a business perspective because this is the first episode and I do got some guys tuning in as well as some ladies and I just want to be able to give information that can appease to both. Um, so with that being said, I hope y'all learned something from that. Take away from it. If you know somebody that tends to talk a lot, tell them, listen, you need to listen to this podcast because what I've been trying to tell you is what she's saying. Keep your mouth shut. You talking too much, you know, or you know somebody that got grand and very extravagant ideas, $100 million ideas, but people trying to ride their wave, tell them, listen, hey, you created this wave on your own. Don't You don't need no help riding. You don't need no help spending the benefits. You need the help on the front end. You did it without them. You don't need them now. So hopefully that helps somebody because I wish I would have had somebody tell me early in the game. <laughs> but, hey, like I said, life is a you, you live and you learn type of thing. But So that concludes this episode. Again, this episode is called Vision Writers and Vision Thieves, and I hope you took something from that. But, hey, listen, you can catch me. My name is Tisha. You can catch me on Snapchat, oh, hey, Tisha. You looking for me on Instagram, you can catch me at underscore as told by Tisha underscore. This podcast is under the Lick Network. You can leave your comments, ask your questions, um, and email it to us at Lick Network. That's L-I-C, network at lifeandcouture.com. Also, follow Lick Network on IG. It's just the Lick Network, T-H-E, you know, L-I-C Network. Same thing on Facebook. We have other podcasts. Check those out. We have Queens Only, Life and Couture. And of course, we got Lipstick lipstick Diaries that's on the pop-up, on the come-up. We got a whole lot more content to talk about. Guys, listen, I have notebooks of things to talk about. I just wanted to pick something that I knew would be a little bit more neutral for everybody and that, you know, people could relate to whether you run a business or whether you just had an idea and somebody ran off with it. I wanted to pick something that I knew someone could relate to. But check us out. We got other podcasts. We got a lot of things coming on Lipstick Diaries. Um, shout out to every anyone who's listening today. I don't know if it's two of y'all. I don't know if it's 20 of y'all. I don't know if it's 200 of y'all. But either way I go, I want to say thank you for tuning in to me. I appreciate you. I promise you, as time goes on, I'll get better and better with it. And with that being said, my name is Tisha. It's the Lipstick Diaries. We smeared this lipstick. Signing out. Holla.